like to do also, going to have Brother Dan come here in just a moment, and um, I'm usually done, Dan, by 10.30, so it, people start coming in, and it gets pretty distracting. So, But uh, um, after the morning worship service, I'd like to take up a special love offering uh, for Dan and his family and uh, ask that you uh, continue to pray and consider uh, what to give uh, to that. Also, I'd just like to share one other thing. Um, from last Saturday when we opened up our church, uh, we're still getting emails. We, we received two cards this week from, from couples that stayed here uh, and, and uh, sent money, you know, gave money to, and, and uh, just the, the appreciation from those people. And one couple was all the way from New York. And uh, so it, it was another couple from Ohio one from Chicago, actually two different couples from Chicago, and uh, it, it was just a real blessing, and, and uh, thank God that we were able to do that. So, Dan, it's great to have you. You come, brother, and share us uh, your burden that you have. Well, thank you, Pastor Lundy. It is a pleasure for us to be here uh, as he, uh, we are here uh, visiting my brother for a little bit. Um, we are a close family, um, me and my brother and uh, my other siblings, my parents uh, raised us on the mission field. And so you can tell, you could, you might be able to understand a little bit that we might be a little closer than, than some family, uh, you know, because all around us were uh, Japanese people, you know, and so uh, we were, we were the only Americans, you know, sometimes. And so we were maybe a little closer that way. Um, and so I appreciate my family and, and my brother's family and, uh, and our, my brothers and sisters and, and sister, I'm sorry, and, and uh, just the fact that we can see them when we come back from the, uh, from the field every so often. Uh, we have been there 18 years and uh, as missionaries. Uh, as Pastor said, I grew up on the field, so um, I, spent, I have spent a total of about 42 years of my life on the mission field. And so, I'm sorry, uh, 32 years, sorry, 32 years of my life on the mission field. And so, um, uh, so it's been a while. Uh, and uh, sometimes I don't know um, when I, even when I come back nowadays, um, you know, uh, what are you supposed to do in America? You know, what, uh, what kind of things do you, can, can you do? What kind of, where kind of places can you go? And, and those kinds of things. So uh, that's, sometimes that's unusual. Uh, to be caught that way, they call that um, they call that uh, uh, reverse culture shock. All right, so you know it's like uh, I'm just kind of coming from Japan to here, and and I have to drive on the other side of the road now, and uh, and uh, you know not cause accidents and things like that. Um, and so that's that's some of the things that we uh, kind of deal with. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of just like I say um, our, about our field. Uh, about our ministry a little bit here. We'll we'll get into the Word of God uh, this morning for for the Sunday school time. Japan is a open country. We call that an open country. In other words, you can get a religious visa uh, from through an organ through organizations and things to go into that country and live there for X amount of years. It could be one. It could be uh, three. It could be five year visas. You can uh, these are religious visas so that you can conduct religious activities, and you're recognized by the government uh, to, 
uh, to plant a church, to start a church, to preach the gospel. Um, it's very open, and you can do all of that, and some of the things are even op- uh, more open, let's say, than uh, here in the States. Uh, we can put our literature or our tracts and our invitations, our flyers, into mailboxes uh, that, are, uh, that, that people have at their homes, which you can't do here. Uh, okay, so that's something that we're allowed to do. Um, they don't care about that. So there's some things it seems like that they're more open, uh, they're open or they're, you're free to do. Um, but the people, the people are much more closed when it comes to a lot of things. Of course, I've run into some closed people, people that have closed hearts here in America, but uh, over there, uh, the people are friendly. I mean, they're, uh, it's, it's interesting because they're friendly to you. Uh, they're very inviting. They're very uh, uh, hospitable. Um, they they have a, a culture that uh, tells you that you know you're supposed to do have these certain etiquettes uh, and things like that when you meet people when you you get to know people and things and so uh, they seem so very open they seem uh, very nice and very hospitable and and I might have a conversation with somebody and invite them oh thank you so much and uh, yes we're I'll, you know I'll probably come and. Or they might even promise to come. You know, they might say, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to, I'll see you there, you know, and things like that. But uh, when it comes time for it, yeah, uh, hardly, uh, we don't see too many people. Um, my, my wife and I went in 2001 to Okinawa, Japan, as missionaries. Uh, that As soon as we got there, my parents were already on the field, of course. They've been there for a while. And together we, we planted the Shinko Baptist Church. The Shinko, Shinko in Japanese means faith. And so we, pat, we basically planted the Faith Baptist Church in Okinawa City, Okinawa, Japan. Um, our ministry is to the national people, and so uh, our service, our services are in Japanese, and uh, we have Japanese hymnals and those kinds of things. We sing uh, Japanese songs and, and that. And, um, and so we, we planted that church, and uh, um, in 2009, we built a building. About it's a building about 4,000 square feet, uh, two stories, and so we were excited about the growth that was happening at that time. And uh, and now we have a young man, a young couple, I should say, that is there. They have three children, and they're uh, going to be taking over. They're in the process of, um, of being mentored, if you will, and just kind of being, uh, you know, strategically uh, put into leadership, and then. Uh, pastor of the church. And so I believe that is going to be happening in 2001. And so we're excited about that. So when he came in, then my wife and I and our family, we began to pray about, you know, well, what would the Lord have us to do? Where maybe he wants us to start another ministry. Maybe he wants us to go somewhere uh, in mainland Japan because Japan is a very large country. I didn't necessarily feel like God wanted me just to be in Okinawa. And so uh, began to pray about that, but there is a town, and we were able to. We thought this might be an opportunity to get something started very quickly. Uh, there's a there's a city of about forty thousand people, just uh, about forty five minutes north of us, uh, where we are currently at, and uh, the city of Nago, and so we decided that uh, that would be an opportunity for us to go there and actually plan a church in that city. And so we, in 2016, we kind of started the process of that, looking for places and just asking the Lord to open doors. And there, it, it can be a long story, so I'll just shorten it up real quickly. But we had some money uh, set aside, 
And um, we, we used that to buy a piece of property, a small piece of property, about 2,000 square feet. That 2,000 square foot piece of property costed me $85,000. And uh, that was on the cheap side. All right. So just letting you know. Um, we bought that, to, that property and then we put a, um, an 1,800 square foot building. It has about a 900 square foot footprint. Uh, we put two, two stories on that. And so we were, you know, we, we basically put a building on that. And uh, so instead of renting a place, um, since we had the, owned the property um, and we used that for collateral and things, and then we were able to just start with our own building. And uh, it doesn't normally happen that way, but just the Lord opened up several doors for us and we just felt like we would do that. And I pay less for that. I pay about $900 a month uh, for that building. I pay less, probably... Uh, I'll say, you know, a third less than if I rented the same amount of space or less. And so um, we just feel like the Lord had his hand in that. And so we're excited. We have, uh, we, we, after we are opened our door, well, before we opened our doors, we started passing out tracks and inviting people to our dedication services. And we are excited about starting things there. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're constructing, I'm building. Uh, I was joking with people, you know, I would... Uh, I, we build. We, we we did all the interior ourselves, and so we did that. And we would we would be um, putting up drywall, and I'd take a break and go out and pass out tracks. No, I, I, I it wasn't totally like that, but it was similar. The days that I wasn't working, you know, we had to go out and, and witness and try to try to tell people about the church, and um, and so we started a, a Bible study first uh, before we even really had our um, permit. Um, and so that's kind of a rough thing. I mean, you don't have a, there wasn't a group of people waiting there uh, saying, hey, you know, come start a church. Uh, we didn't have people that came with us to, to plant the church. We just started with nothing, you know, just my, my family and myself. And so, um, and so we had one lady. Uh, we passed out about 7,000, uh, well, total of 7,000 flyers so far. And we've had one uh, respond uh, to those flyers. And so uh, it can be a little bit uh, sometimes discouraging probably for some people. And uh, being grown up there, I kind of expected a little bit of the, the, that type of a thing, although we were praying hard for, for a little more than that. And, um, but we had one lady come, and she came for a long time, and she was actually from mainland, so now she moved away. But now the Lord has brought another uh, family of three into the church and uh, they've been saved recently and with a fellow that I have kind of working there in my place uh, and so we're excited about that and the fact that you know there's still the Lord is still working uh, even while we're not there and so you keep playing praying for that it's called the Seaside Baptist Church our prayer cards uh, we ha will have some over here um, I have some with me, of course, and then we ha we'll have some on a, on a table over here. My wife will set that up real quickly after uh, Sunday school. And uh, just come by and pick up one of these cards. And, uh, you know, my family uh, will, will just appreciate your prayers for us as we, as we serve there trying to reach the Japanese people. And uh, you might say, well, uh, you know, you're, I, I see how tall you are. It looks like your family grew a lot. And like, no, I'm just standing on a hill. Um, you just got to be strategic sometimes when you're vertically challenged. You know, I'm, 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 I'm glad he put me down here because that pulpit looks a little bit big for me, but, um, I'll try to fill it. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, 
but I appreciate uh, the opportunity again to be here. Um, in, Okin in Japan proper, there is 126 million people. Um, that's down from 2 million just about four or five years ago. Uh, they say that Japan's population is in a decline. Uh, there's, there, um, there's, there's a lot of different reasons, and we can go into a lot of different things, but just basically, you know, if you say, well, why is that? A lot of people ask me, why is that? Well, they're just not Christian. I mean, it, the Lord is the one that established the home and said, be fruitful and multiply, Yes. And when we get away from that and we have the devil who's giving us our purpose and our reason to live, then we end up living for ourselves. And, uh, and so, therefore, <clears throat> when, that, when it comes down to it, abortion, of course, is uh, rampant in, in Japan. You can go to any medical facility and have that done. It's socialized medicine, so the government will, of course, uh, use uh, that. That's just a, a medical procedure there. And so there's a lot of things that happen that way. Um, that just gives you an idea of the type of, I guess, degradation that we deal with on a daily basis, um, just in the people's minds and their hearts. Um, but they have a, a, a declining population, and so uh, we're trying to reach them before it's too late. Uh, uh, there's more, there's a, an annual rate, suicide rate, has of uh, over the past 10 years of about 30,000 uh, uh, suicides per year. And uh, the, I think the American suicide rate is very close to that, but we have over double the population. And so just so you kind of know uh, some, of, some of that kind of a thing. But um, uh, it's, they have a lot of uh, alcoholism and, of course, uh, different uh, vices and abuses, uh, physical abuse, uh, sexual abuse, and different things that, they, that there's a lot that there's rampant that does, isn't reported there. You know, we... We don't see those kinds of things coming out of Japan, and uh, we just think that everything's really beautiful and all the things are really great there, and, and they're really, they have really cool cars and uh, really cool uh, people like to look at the anime or the, the cartoons, which uh, really can suck you into a dark world. I'll just tell you that. You know, there's, there's a lot of mysticism and a lot of other things, sexual things, in those uh, cartoons that you have to be careful of. And so... Um, that can bring you in, and uh, and so they have a, a, a. There's a lot of darkness there, and we've seen a lot of darkness. Um, they are now, and uh, I'll say I'll just kind of put this in, and then it'll be done. But now they're saying that Japan uh, is a country that has. Uh, they claim less than one half of one percent to be Christian, so genuinely Christian. You say, well, what does that mean? If we had two hundred people in here one person would be a Christian, okay? And I just looked up the population of Fort Morgan, which they says just under 12,000. That's just the city of Fort Morgan, I guess. Um, not including Bush or Ladone or any of these other places around. Um, 12,000, so that would be 600 people would claim to be born-again believers or Christians, all right? And so... Um, and so that's that's the type of uh, environment that we have there. That's the type of, of people that we have there. And they're saying now that uh, with Christian with nations that are not 
um, that, are n- that don't claim Christianity in their history, all right, um, and that have uh, less than 2% uh, of the population claims to be Christian, uh, Japan is now the second largest unreached people group in the world, okay? Now, they have, they're a modern, they're a first world country, okay? They have internet, they have, they have all the modern conveniences that you and I have. They can get uh, podcasts and they can get anything, they get, get the gospel in a multitude of ways. It's available, but it's not accepted, okay? And so we have a, uh, there's a big job ahead of us, and and part of that, and of course, uh, our goal is to create disciples, right? I mean, that's what our goal is. We're our goal is to get out the gospel, to try to reach people with the gospel, to tell them about Christ's love, and then help them understand that just not just now that he's now that he you're saved, now that you've accepted Christ, and and now that he's changed your heart, now you start to follow him, and you start to, to learn of him, and you start to become a disciple, all right? And so discipleship, uh, uh, creating disciples, and um, that's what the Lord wanted, I believe, uh, for, for the, the church and for the disciples to do, uh, Matthew chapter number uh, 28, right? And so we're going to just look there real quickly. I'm going to start there, but that's not really the, the crux of, let's say, the lesson this morning. Matthew chapter number uh, 28, verses 19 through 20. You know these verses, all right? And I'm going to just read them. Matthew number 20, uh, verses number 28. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you all way, even unto the end of the world, right? And so uh, J- Jesus Christ kind of tells his disciples here that, you know, this is our goal is to go out and teach, go out and tell them about the first the gospel and then uh, teach them to observe all things and then t- and, and uh, allow them to follow after the gospel and, and, and the word of God. And so um, as, a, as a disciple, we try to uh, show love to the lost. Show love. We should have love, right? Uh, Jesus Christ had love for the lost, and we're going to look at that just very, very quickly. But in John, in John chapter number 13 and verse number 34, and this is kind of where I uh, want to kind of come at you, I guess you could say, with uh, a lesson this morning. But John chapter number uh, 13, and then verses number 34 and 35 and it says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And so there's some love that we should have, right? Jesus Christ here told them, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. And, and you and I have to have love in our hearts. We, if we're going to uh, be a disciple and if we're going to uh, uh, we're going to be able to reach people and and cre- and have disciples or uh, create disciples if you will, uh, then we're going to have to have some love in our heart just like Jesus Christ com- uh, commanded his disciples and and that's what we're doing. Uh, we're just trying to to help them understand that Jesus Christ loved them so much that he gave himself 
for that. There's a couple of loves that I think that we should have. Um, you know, of course, uh, uh, the first of all is the love for the Lord. Hey, Christian, we got to have a love. If we're going to show people God's love, I think we're going to have to have a love for the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for us. Uh, do you have a love for the Lord? Do you have a Matthew chapter uh, number 22 and verse number 37 says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. This was a command. This was Jesus Christ uh, telling them, uh, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. A commandment, uh, 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 an imperative sentence, if you will, that, that shows that we need to love and we need to love him because he loved us. Um, his disciple John kind of wrote the same thing that, that um, if you love God, you also love the Son. If you love God, you love the Son. And, and then, of course, um, Jesus kind of said the same thought as, as John when he kind of said, if you don't love uh, the Son, you don't love the Father. And, uh, and so we, we have to have a love. A disciple of Jesus is one who loves the Father and the Son. And a love for the brethren, a love for our, 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 our brethren, our Christian brethren. You have a love for, uh, yeah, love for the Lord. We all we all can maybe fall into that that mold or that that thought process because hey, uh, why wouldn't we love someone who did so much for us? Why wouldn't we have a love for that person? But loving the brethren, that's kind of a hard thing, right? Sometimes people are not as lovable as we would like them to be. Sometimes I'm not as lovable as I would like to be. Uh, we were, I recently was uh, listening something about marriage, and um, there was uh, this being hunting season. I thought this would be great. Uh, I, I, there was a husband and wife, and they said, and uh, the counselor kind of told them, "Hey, you guys need a hobby. You guys need to do, be able to do something together, and that would draw you closer together. You love each other." And uh, and uh, sh- the wife came home to the husband and tell, told him that, and uh, he said, "I don't have time for another hobby." She says, "No." something you already do. She's like, we'll go hunting together. I, I'll learn how to hunt. And, and so that Christmas, uh, he's like, well, okay. So he, he bought her a gun and, and bought her all the uh, clothing and they went out uh, hunting. And I guess they kind of, they were in the woods. So they separated, they were tracking some deer and, and uh, they said, and a little while later, the husband hears three shots go off. And so he comes running and when he comes up, two people are just he can hear before he gets there that two people are just yelling at each other. And one of them is his wife. And, and uh, he says, um, he gets up there and the, finally hears the fellow say to the, the wife, his wife, uh, okay, lady, you can have your deer. Just let me get my saddle off. Uh, and so, uh, you know, sometimes sobbies can't be, uh, but you got to love your spouse. You got to love your brother. And your sister in Christ, and uh, you got—you just gotta love. You know, we 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 have to understand that Jesus made this a mark of the true disciple, right? They'll know you, that and they'll know that you're my disciple if you have love one toward another. Okay. He made that a true mark of discipleship and a disciple. And what type of love do we have? Hey, do we have love for the brethren if our relationship is okay or if he's doing what I want him to do or she's doing what I want her to do? Do we have a, a, that type of a, a love or do we have a, a circumstantial love? 
Do we have a, an unfailing? Uh, we, we t- an unconditional, that's the, that's the word of the, uh, that we use many times in Japan because in Japan there's so many conditions in the heart for them. They always talk about how that there is, a, there is something that they are in front of people and then there is something that they are behind people. And they have, that, they have a phrase for that. Okay? So they know that they work with the facade. It's just a thing. It's just, it's just their culture. And there's a lot of cultures like that. And America's get, you know, is not, not too much different. But I think uh, as in the church, we can't have that. We have to have a real unconditional love for the brethren. And Jesus taught that. And, and John may, uh, made it a, a sign of the spiritual life as, as well. Um, but then a love for the lost. A love for the lost. You, see, you, know, we, you know that God had a love for the lost. Why? Because of John 3.16. For God so the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loved the world even more than his son. Because he gave his son to win the world. In uh, Japanese, just in case you're wondering if I know how to speak Japanese, no, I don't. Uh, is... Uh, and John, John 3.16 would be Yohane Sancho Judoksetsu. Kami wa jitsu ni sono hitori go oatai ni natta hodo ni yo sareta. Sore wa miko o shinjiru mono wa hitori toshite horubiru koto dewa naku eien no inochi o motsu tame de aru. That's John 3.16. And it says the same thing. Isn't that awesome? It says the same thing in Japanese as it does in English. And that is that God loved the world. And you and I have to love the lost, and we have to show the lost that we love them. And Jesus had compassion on the lost, didn't he? He says uh, Jesus showed his compassion. So God loved the lost. Jesus loved the lost. We are to love the lost. And we show these loves through, through the Lord, through worship, don't we? We, throw, we show our love for the Lord through our worship of him. And worship, are we talking about ascribing worth to something? And uh, what do you value more than your relationship with the Lord? Uh, through our worship, we demonstrate our love for the Lord. But then through our fellowship, we demonstrate our love for the brethren. Right? Hebrews 10 talks about not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. And there's so many... Uh, I can tell you about uh, after ministering in Japan for uh, so, uh, a number of years now, you know, we've, we've seen people come to Christ. I've been able to win different, uh, many different people uh, in different situations to, to the Lord, and uh, it's been, been rewarding. It's been, been a blessing. Uh, at the same time, there's, there's some that have gone away, and they've, they've for one reason or another, maybe it, it, some of it was uh, family pressure. You know, pressure from the family to uh, to not follow what they're not following, and that's really the Japanese mindset. The Japanese mindset is to um, is a communal mindset that says everybody should be doing what everybody else should be doing. And if they're, you know, um, if if you're not doing what everybody else is, then you're the the one that's kind of going against the flow. And uh, there's a saying that says. Um, the nail that sticks its head up will be pounded down. 
This is their mentality. So it's very hard for someone to stand up and say, I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. I don't necessarily believe, I don't believe in what uh, you guys are doing, and I don't want to partake in that. And we have, that's a struggle in our, in our community and in Japan and, and in Okinawa. There's a lot of spiritualism, a lot of mysticism. They, there's a, about three times, three different times that they would go to the grave of their, uh, of their ancestors. One is uh, in the New Year's. They might go there and visit and do things. Uh, another one, interestingly, is right around Easter. So they go to the grave of their past, uh, passed away relatives and they would... Uh, loved ones, and then they would uh, sit around there, they would have food, and they would have a, a kind of a picnic, and they would clean, and they would uh, do things there, and they would pray. And so uh, Easter is sadly a very hard time in Okinawa for our church uh, uh, as far as uh, just people, you know, getting people in. You know, it's not a necessarily huge drawing time that we can use to draw people in as, uh, as you would hear to a certain extent. Um, and then, uh, and then in August, they have a huge festivals and things like that. Um, and so they're, they're constantly doing these kinds of things. And if you don't take part in it, if you're not part of it and you're not following and doing what they want, uh, what the, uh, you're not doing what they think that you should be doing, then they get criticized. And it's kind of a bullying mentality to, to bullying you into what they think you should do. And so it becomes hard. And there's a lot of that type of persecution and I've heard recently, just so you can kind of understand maybe what type of things that we're dealing with as missionaries, that, that the government is now looking at passing some laws, maybe a bill or a law that says if you um, are um, teaching a uh, monotheistic religion, so ours would fall under that, okay, under the government, because we believe there's one God, right? Uh, they believe there's polytheism or there's, there's many gods or gods everywhere and so in, in everything. And so if you're going to teach a monotheistic uh, uh, religion, then we won't recognize you as a religious organization. Like we wouldn't give you the tax exemption status, like say that you, that's the type of thing that, that we would go after, okay? And so... Uh, this is a law that they're trying to pass there. And so this is the type of things that we are dealing with. It's, it's on a personal front. It's on a governmental front. It's on a, 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 a mental and a spiritual front. And so I hope that you pray for us. And then we love the, the loss through evangelism. What type of evangelism? Well, there's a lot of things that you can do. And I know that the church here does so many different things, and that's always exciting to hear about. And we're trying to do uh, some uh, innovative things, if you will, as far as trying to, to reach out to people. And so uh, just in the way of uh, there's some, you know, some, some uh, I like festivals that, and I, I've always wanted to try to get, get into some of the festivals and, and pass out things, but um, uh, we're not able to do, we're, we're not able to participate in that because it's, uh, uh, it has a, what do you want to say? It has a, um, a, a religious um, background as far as the festival is concerned. It's for the worshiping of the ancestors and spirits and things like that. And so we can't necessarily participate in that. Um, but the new town that we're in has a, has a cherry blossom festival. And I'm thinking, well, now we can do something there. And so there are some innovative things that we can do there. 
A friend of mine talked about passing out tracts at a festival outside of it, and uh, the tracts were not received well. But he uh, uh, made and had printed up fans that had QR codes on them that people could then get the gospel message and would send them to his church website and things like that. And, uh, and he said they printed out a 1,000 to test it out. And he said it, it, there was five of them. And he said in 30 minutes we ran out. So they couldn't get 500 tracks out. But they got 1,000 fans out in a rural t- It's not a huge city, but uh, it is a town. But, uh, but he got 1,000 fans out in 30 minutes. And so which leads me to one of our newest and and most important, I think, uh, uh, outreaches that we're going to have in the country of Japan, and that is the Olympics in 2020. And so we're going to have the Olympics is going to be in Tokyo in 2020, and we're planning on printing uh, something similar to that fan that people that are going to the Olympics and coming to and from in the train stations and those kinds of things will be able to get the gospel through uh, social media and through uh, internet and those kinds of things into their hands. And uh, things there will be some questions on there where that will lead them to, to kind of like use their cell phone and you know, get into that website, and that will get in the gospel. And so you, you pray for us about that. And so all these different things that uh, there's a lot of different things that we're trying to do, but love, we have to have love for the Lord, the love for our brethren, and love for the lost. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. We thank you for... Uh, just this place that we can come to, that we can worship you in your name. We can uh, worship alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we can hear your word that it would challenge us and it would uh, inspire us and it would encourage us to continue to go on and serve you. And we just thank you again for the opportunity to talk about Japan and the mission there. We ask all these things in your name. Amen.